Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Overtime Podcast. I'm Isaac Tate, so let's go ahead and get started. This week in the locker room, Clemson star wide receiver Justin Ross will be out for the entire 2020 season after he was diagnosed with a congenital fusion in his spine and neck area. Ross will be a junior next year. Several athletes around the nation, both active and retired, spoke out this past week about the racial issues and protests that our country is facing. These athletes included Michael Jordan, Trey Young, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, LeBron James, and many more. So that's in the locker room. This week's friend of the podcast is Sam Beam. Sam, or sometimes called Slammel by his friends, is an intern at Southern Hills, the church at City Station, and was interviewed in episode six. Make sure to go back and listen to his episode. It's awesome. He talks about his internship and what he's learned. So from one intern to another, thank you, Sam. This week on my playlist, I've been listening to Elevation Worship song Rattle. We sang this song for the first time this past Sunday, and it was the first time I heard it, and it's just a great song. Uh, It has a really cool message just throughout the song. You just got to listen to it. I believe it's on Apple Music and Spotify, so be sure to check that out. Now let's hear our verse of the podcast. Today's verse of the podcast comes out of Proverbs 10, verses 1 through 4, and it says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Proverbs 10, 1 through 4. If you'd like to recommend a verse of the podcast, you can do so by emailing the email address that I will announce at the end of this episode. Welcome to the halftime show. I need a break from the game. God, thank you for the halftime show. But you ain't even care to stay. You just came for the halftime show. Halftime show. Halftime show. Today we'll be hearing from Mr. Heath Neal. Heath is the discipleship pastor at Southern Hills, the church at City Station. So Heath, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Isaac. Um, Good to be here with you today. Yeah, man, I'm a follower of Christ. Love the Lord because he loves me. I am married to Karen, uh, 16 years now. We have three daughters. Reese is eight. Um, Vivian is five. Elliot is two. And I got all their names and ages right. So that's impressive. I'll be honest. My life is filled with raising girls and, um, and working here at the church. That pretty much takes my time. Um, I do like to read. I do like to uh, be outdoors and do things. We recently went hiking with the girls, went biking. I do a lot of biking with my girls. Love playing basketball. Uh, right now we're in the middle of um, the recovering from COVID, right? And so I haven't been able to do that with folks recently, but it is one of those things I really like. If you know me, you know um, 
I'm a good listener. Um, I, I try to love people deeply and I love food. I love things with good flavor and being creative with making that and having experiences surrounded around good food and, and enjoying it with other people. Awesome, Heath. So can you describe discipleship ministry and what its mission is? Yeah, and I think, you know, what's interesting, um, discipleship pastor is really only a role that that title's been in the church world for maybe 10 years. Um, previous to that, it was family pastor or associate pastor or different, had different titles and different things. But, um, and honestly, it's probably different at every church, you know, discipleship pastor, what do you do? What do you call discipleship? It's probably different at every single church. Uh, For us, um, discipleship, I guess one way to look at it is uh, everything that happens in the church from Monday through Saturday and everything with adults that is, that's not um, with kids programming. But the purpose of it is uh, broader than just we're doing stuff to keep people active, right? The purpose of it is we fully believe that um, when Christ comes into us, when we become a follower of him, his spirit is alive in us, right? That there is uh, this progressiveness of sanctification that's going on. We're made righteous in that moment in God's eyes. um, But as sinners, as we still walk through this earth, we're constantly learning and growing and being made more like Christ. One day that'll be complete when he returns. Um, But until then, while we're still alive, we're learning his truth in scripture. We're learning how to apply that in life. And so discipleship is, um, you know, the the part of the church I run is really about that, helping people grow uh, in in their understanding of God's truth, uh, in their application of it, um, in how we walk out loving others. Uh, loving them more than ourselves, how we walk out loving God. And as we learn to love God more, we learn to love others more. Um, As we learn to read his word more, we learn to apply his truth to our life more. And so uh, I know that's very vague um, and kind of broad, but um, the things that that includes is our counseling that we do, um, uh, any of the classes that we teach, lessons, that kind of thing, our discipleship groups that... um, you know, we get people reading scripture together and, um, and enjoying the learning together and sharing in that um, relationship building with life groups and, and different things. Yeah, I think that's kind of the best way to describe what it really looks like as far as our church, right? I'm, I'm sure there's different things in other places, but here at Southern Hills, that, that's kind of the big picture. Awesome. So as discipleship pastor, what do you oversee and what are some of the hats you wear and some things you do? Yeah, um, I I know I just kind of described a little bit of that, but uh, one of the big components at our church is we have a thing called soul care. Um, It is uh, counseling that we train um, our volunteers in-house. It takes about nearly a year to go from start to ready to counsel in a room, and then we just open up to our church and our community. If you're stuck the best way i can describe it is if you're stuck and can't figure out how to move past whatever it is you're stuck in um then soul cares for you so that's one piece of it and and i get to help in the training and uh and in the counseling of folks and and all that life groups is a big part of it training folks to to lead those um i get to i get to teach people about community and why it's important and what is biblical community you know we have ideas of what community is supposed to be in the church but what does scripture say about it you know um and how is that different from what you think it's supposed to be 
Is it supposed to be we have fun and it's about doing life together? Or as we look in scripture and see, is it about being honest and open, confessing our sins to one another and helping each other walk through life in a way that's honoring and pleasing to God, knowing we're going to screw up and need help, um, knowing that we're going to hurt each other. But in the midst of that mess, God grows us. Those are a couple of things I help, uh, I help with the other ministries um, that I, I call them affinity-based because uh, it's kind of other folks who are in your same realm. So moms, we have a mom's ministry. We have um, a women's ministry called Radiant. We have Hilltoppers ministry. Um, we've got some men's stuff. You know, and just kind of get to help those volunteers as they run those different ministries. I'm very proud of the fact that they are volunteer-led uh, because I think I think we should, my role as a pastor is um, to, to give the ministry away, right? Uh, is to equip, as Ephesians 4 talks about, the saints to do the work of the church. And so it gets me super excited to help people uh, do ministry in our church setting and, and to let them take it and run with it and to let them be the ones who are teaching about the gospel and sharing that with others and encouraging them and building them up. Awesome. So how has the discipleship ministry adapted and changed since this COVID-19 quarantine began? Man, the biggest thing is um, pretty much everything I just described is face-to-face. And we can't do that right now. Um, and that, that breaks my heart. Um, I was telling someone the other day, they're going through a hard time, and I called them and got their voicemail and was leaving them a voicemail. I'm like, I just, I wanted to check in on you. I know you're going through this hard time. And I'll tell you that I love you. I'm praying for you. And and the thing I most want to do is see you at church tomorrow and wrap my arms around your neck and give you a big hug, but I can't even do that right now. And so um, we've had to adapt and uh, use technology to come up with ways to stay in community. I think it's been pretty good. There's obviously things that are lacking in that. You know, if, if there's a bunch of us in a group, I'm sure most people by now have been on some form of group um video chatting thing and you know if there's a bunch of you in a group it's it's hard to get you can't pull the one person aside and get a quick hey how are you man hey i've been praying about that thing hey it's good to see you hey how's your wife you know things like that and uh, that's been hard because we've lost that element Um, but i'm encouraged that people are still staying connected i'm encouraged life groups have still been meeting um i'm encouraged that uh oh and i didn't even mention re-engage is one of our ministries that works with marriages and helping folks enrich their marriage um, and work through any issues they may have, you know, that's been strong and um, we're able to use video as a way to do group um, study and chat and that kind of thing. So that's been the biggest thing, man. I think one of the things for sure is it's given us just a reminder of how important community is and how God designed us to be in face-to-face in-person relationship with others. Um, I've never been more convinced that if we only engage people on social media or if we only engage people in the formalities, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Good to see you. Uh, Then we're missing out on what the church is supposed to be. Not that those things are wrong. You know, I see people in the store and we're going one way, they're going the other. I say, hey, how are you? Good to see you. But I'm also going to pick up the phone and call them later. You know, I'm also, when, when we're at church, going to stop and say, how you doing? Um, and, and not that social media is an evil thing. It's not. It can be an incredible tool. 
but um, this, the COVID thing in relation to our discipling ministry, as you asked, has just shed an immense light on the fact that it has to be a supplement. It can't be the all. And um, we've been able to do our teaching classes online. We've been able to do uh, life groups. We've been able to do um, everything we do, care groups and um, counseling even. We've been able to do it all. But there's a little bit lacking that I know everybody's itching to get back. And uh, the good news is we're, we're seeing that things are starting to open. I think come next Tuesday, um, we're going to have some people doing counseling again face-to-face with social distancing uh, rules in place. And uh, so that's exciting. When someone's hurting and they want, they're coming to you asking for compassion and asking for truth, you want to be able to see them face-to-face. You want to be able to read the emotion on them and you want them to be able to read the compassion that you have for them as well. And, And that your heart is filled with the love of God that is now pouring out on them through your words and through your questions and through um, your spending time with them. Awesome. So my last question is, why is discipleship so important in ministry and for the church in general? I'll be honest, discipleship. And then again, let me define what I think that is. That is the saints working together, the body of Christ working together to help each other uh, grow in their understanding of scripture. It says in, uh, I think Galatians five, um, and their knowledge of scripture grow in their application of that knowledge, right? Um, in being made more and more like Christ each and every week, as we confess our sins to each other, as we admonish each other, as we encourage each other, as we love on each other, right? As we comfort each other. Um, and honestly, if you want to define discipleship, just read the one another passages in scripture. Uh, and I think that tells us how we're supposed to do it. But that is the core, it is the crux of how God wants the church to act, how God wants the church to happen. And so we gather on Sundays and and we hear a sermon um, that is designed to teach and to encourage. And, um, you know, you'll hear us sometimes talk about it as Sunday is the pep rally for Monday through Saturday, right? And, and, and it's needed and it's hugely important and, and you couldn't take that out of church. It wouldn't be church without that large group gathering. But the heart of who the church is and what the church does comes out of us being in discipleship relationships, right? It comes out of us discipling each other. Um, it comes out of us making more disciples who learn and grow to be a disciple of Christ who then goes out and makes more disciples. And, and so how do you become a disciple of Christ? Someone shares the good news of the gospel with you. It captures your heart. God draws you in, adopts you into his family, you know, and, and then uh, that family trains you and grows you up and sends you back out so that you're the voice that's sharing the gospel with someone else who needs to hear it. And uh, that's the mission of the church. You know, Christ made it pretty clear when he left. Um, And and if you think about it, he came down and and he did this thing that only he could do, right? And it had been planned before the foundation of the world that, all right, we're going to create people, we're going to make humans, and they're going to turn their backs on us, and they're going to sin, and they're going to worship themselves over us. And so um, 
we still want to be in a relationship with them. And so our plan is Jesus, you're going to become one of those humans and come down and be perfect in a way that they couldn't. And um, you will being fully human and fully God at the same time, die on the cross and you will become all of their sin and be the sacrifice for it. And you will take all of the wrath of God. That's why it's key to know that he was fully human um, because he had to be human to be the right sacrifice for humans and fully God because only God could withstand the wrath of God. And that would be fulfilled in that moment. And he came down and he fulfilled it, right? He did that part of his mission. Um, And then like 40 days later, he goes back up to heaven and says, all right, guys, to his disciples who've been following him for three years, here you go, go build my church. Um, and, And to be fair, he created the church but he left it in our hands to go build the church. And that's our mission. And so if we aren't training and teaching each other and aren't holding each other accountable and aren't being that iron that sharpens iron, um, if we're not doing that, then we're never going to fulfill the mission. And if we're not fulfilling the mission, then what are we doing? Because church can't exist. Um, And it's not the church. It's not the body of Christ if we're not on mission. Uh, and so that's why to me, discipleship is, um, the crux of what we do. And, and I'm not talking about my department. That's not it. I'm talking about the training up of the saints for the work of the church. And that happens across our whole church. It happens in the next gen ministry from little bitty kids, you know, in the nursery all the way up through high school, college, even young adults. Now we're starting a new young adults program very focused on that, equipping them to share the gospel, understand it, and then go share it. And so, yeah, man, it, it, it's huge. And if you will model your church after that, and you will be a part of a church that teaches the gospel and preaches it in and out every week and um, cares more about its people being equipped than it does about the number of people who show up, uh, that's where you want to be. That's the kind of church you want to be a part of. Um, I know I'm blessed to be on staff at a church that that's what we do. Uh, and uh, if God ever calls me to a different place in this world, and I've been in different places. We were in Mexico for a while as missionaries down at Auburn, um, working as campus minister. So I have no idea what the future holds. But if he does, I will be in a church that preaches the gospel and teaches his people how to carry out the mission on a daily basis. Um, there is no other way that I can see um, that God wants us to carry it out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Heath, for sharing about discipleship ministry. And would you like to share like an email or something if people want to contact you? Yeah. Um, and you can find it on our website, SoHillCC.com, or you can, uh, and you can just email me. It's H Neal, H N E A L at SoHills. So short for Southern Hills, SoHillCC.com. That's it. Shoot me an email and uh, love to respond to you. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Heath. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Isaac. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and thank you again, Mr. Heath Neal, for talking about discipleship ministry in the church on the Overtime Podcast today. If you'd like to contact us, that email address is still the same, listen to overtimepodcast at gmail.com. That email address is for any encouraging letters you want to send to the Overtime Podcast, or maybe recommend a verse of the podcast, or maybe just send a donation. 
That email address is always available. Again, that's listen to overtime podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today and be sure to look out for next week's episode and go back if you haven't, if you maybe skipped an episode in the past few weeks and go back to listen. They're all great content. Uh, the speakers are really good. They have awesome wisdom. So make sure to check those out and have a great rest of your day.